planet is heating up. People are restless. And the rich run everything. The revolution will not be televised, but it will be broadcast over the next hour live on Radio Chaser. Yes, indeed. Welcome to Radio Chaser. Andrew Hansen's here. Chris Taylor is here. My name is Dom Knight. Coming up, we're looking for stories about your worst birthday ever with Lenny Kravitz. Tickets up for grabs and a game based on home and away. Can't wait for that one. But first, you 2 is it the same with you guys? Is everyone in your lives banging on about going to you 2 I was at a family event on Sunday, and my brother, who literally never goes to see live music, he's, you know, I think the last concert he went to was Mozart. So, <laughs> I've heard he's good. <laughs> yeah, he's not bad. He's a bit young. A while ago, too. Yeah, it was a while ago. Been... <laughs> no, it was a while ago. My brother's very old. But no, he went. He was a little bit down on the SCG venue, but he said, you two were outstanding. He said they did the whole Joshua Tree record, and then all the hits. They got a bit of Sunday, Buddy Sunday. Mm. Then they got a bit of one, I think, towards the end of the encore. So, yeah, big big rave reviews. My brother was the same. My brother never goes to gigs. He was there, like, for waited for four hours to get in, couldn't go to the bathroom, but apparently just absolutely... The bathroom queues were half an hour long, apparently, so he'd miss most of the queues. But he still said, amazing. Isn't it unusual for Sydney where you can have an event where the the bathroom queues are half an hour and mm. people still have a good night? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, no. when every New Year's <laughs> Eve, people always bitch about queues for the food, queues for you couldn't see the fire. Apparently, you couldn't see anything at the U2 concert. Still, everyone had a great well, time. I'm suspicious. This is what I'm wondering about because the thing is, everyone, you, my brother spent four hours before even Jolly Noel Gallagher started. Oh, yeah. And so <laughs> I just think if you spend eight hours going to this gig and standing up solidly for eight hours, you're not going to tell everyone if it's crap, are you? You're not going to admit, you're not going to go to work and go, oh, I went to U2, that was a bit mediocre. Well, there Didn't is enjoy that. that. I, I know what you mean, where you feel you've done your time, you feel you have to enjoy it. But then there's that other great Australian pastime of, of bitching about things. That's true. When things don't go to plan. And so if Noel Gallagher plays too many Oasis songs, <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah. Or, or, or rather too many solo songs yeah, yeah. from his new album. <laughs> Give us some more high-flight birds. Shut up with your Oasis Wonderwall. Yeah, not too much Wonderwall. I don't think that was trending. So here here at, here at Triple M, of course, lots of people went. Some our tickets didn't come my way. But anyway, um, so I want to know, did people actually enjoy you 2 which is where this device comes in handy. Are your friends saying things like, I can't believe you missed you 2 They were magnificent. U2 Live was like Woodstock, the moon landing and the Sydney Olympics rolled into one. Then you need the U2 Translator to tell you what they're really saying. Now, when you hear, We were in the most amazing position. I was 10 metres from Bono. It really means, Bono was a tiny speck in the distance. Or was that Edge? Or a roadie? The sound was incredible. Better than a recording. Translates to, The sound was so sh. I thought Noel Gallagher was still playing. Oh man, every song they played was a stone cold classic. The translation is... Oh, God, half the set came from that shitty album that everyone deleted off their iPhones, even though it was free. The U2 Translator, the ultimate way to check when your friends are exaggerating slightly. Radio Chaser, Ah. Triple M. Uh, Look, a bit of news out of America now. And look, I I know this show's... We've been a bit guilty about being down on Donald Trump. Sure. Uh, It's it's been a scepticism, generally, across the whole (laughs) universal media, including the Triple M empire, that Trump, you know, hasn't got much done. He talked a big game in the 2016 election. You know, he had all these policies. And there's a general feeling that it's mostly been an administration of dysfunction, chaos, illegality, impeachment, you name it. It it's basically hasn't been going that well. There's no wall and the swamp is still full. I'm here to shine a light. And just, you know, in the interests of saying it's, it's not all bad news, there has been an actual policy development 
that Donald Trump can take a bow for involving the US Defence Forces. Oh, really? Um, as of this week, ladies and gentlemen, Donald Trump has passed a policy that all male Marines, that is members of the US Marines, can now carry umbrellas. <laughs> Oh, well, there you go. Well, well, let's, is, let, let's not criticise then. I mean, that's this is a landmark achievement. I mean, why this isn't is, this being talked about more? I, I mean, well, this is mission accomplished. Did he, did he launch this with a mission accomplished banner uh, behind him, I think on, just, written on a big umbrella? Or? I think at least a mission accomplished tweet in caps and a few words misspelt. But he's pretty happy with himself. Wow. Now, look, I I must admit I wasn't aware previously members of the US Defence Force couldn't carry umbrellas. Could, could not, because they, presumably they can carry things like heavy artillery and, and, and bazookas. Maybe but, that, um, that was the rule, that they were so burdened or so ob- obligated to carry you know, assault white rifles that there, right. was, there was no extra hand to carry an umbrella. Well, it's the greatest <laughs> opponent we humans have, mm. the elements. <laughs> Everyone needs a third hand. We've all got two hands covered with rifles. We need mm. a third hand to carry a brolly. Now, where the law gets interest, apparently for 200 years, female Marines have always been allowed to carry umbrellas. How, how genteel, but really? But the, the male Marines haven't been. And the theory oh. goes is that they need one hand free at all times for saluting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, you can't salute with an umbrella in your hand. That is true. I have tried, and it, it doesn't end well. Well, you could have your eye out. If you yeah, salute with yeah. a brolly in your hand, and the brolly's no. pointing the wrong way. Or, or even a fork or yeah. a chopstick. I mean, you shouldn't really carry anything pointy no. if you're a Marine. Anyway, so I don't know how they're getting around this now, what, what, how they're combining saluting duties with protecting yourself from rainfall. Mm. But the, Trump's allowing mm. it. What I'd like to see, though, because when, when I was thinking about this, you don't see many great portraits of war, whether whether they're paintings or photographs, you know, battle scenes with the troops carrying umbrellas. Do you know what, what are you I mean? talking about, Taylor? Haven't you, haven't you seen like uh, those, those statues in Europe? They've all, they've all got a little uh, little umbrella propped <laughs> like, up, Nelson's Column. We all did um, our history. World War One was very wet. There was a lot of mud, you know, at Passchendaele yeah. and hmm. the Somme. Not once did I see anyone from, you know, the Allies' side put up a brolly. Well, if you go back to ancient Rome, though, they had those circular shields and uh, they would form a, like a phalanx of the soldiers. They'd sort of come together like a turtle yeah. with the shields. You couldn't get through. So you think historians have had it wrong all these years. We thought that was an amazing sort of military strategy. That's right. They would just protect themselves from a bit of drizzle. Triple M, Radio Chaser. Our uh, Dommy and Charles, look, or Chris, uh, you know, we don't sorry. ever confuse me for Charles. Oh, again. sorry, sorry. I'm all, you're, see, you're not normally here, Chris, and I'm getting very confused. You could you could sue me because if you use the wrong word, it turns out you can actually sue people. That this Canadian guy did this, mm-hmm. um, like he's in Parliament. I mean, we speak English here in Australia, and I think you know things are only have they to be speak in English. a version of English. Well, some sort of English, and they speak some some Australian version of English in Canada too, apparently. Um, anyway. He's in Parliament. He's having a drink out of the water tap, the bubbler, and he got very, very annoyed because it, it, he, was drink, tap, uh, he was drinking out of Todd Carney. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes necessary to specify whether they're bubbling or yeah. pushing Sorry, the button. We should ban that word from Triple N, shouldn't mm. we? <laughs> Let's just call it the water fountain. Yeah. Uh, we'll DNRL this whole thing. And he'd only had the word push printed on the button in English, but it didn't have the French word for push printed on the button. So the guy sued the Parliament. Won and got paid sixteen hundred bucks. Wow! Yeah, because it didn't have the French word for push. He he, it didn't say pousse. Mm. The man was very very angry because he wasn't getting enough pousse. Yeah, Don, <laughs> Donald <laughs> Trump would have tried to grab it if they'd written that on there. Well, yes, I, I just yeah. love. I mean, th- there's one button on a bubbler, or sorry, a water fountain. 
It's pretty obvious what to do with. I reckon I got through all of my primary school without any mm. sign on that button yeah, whatsoever. No, I kind of knew what to do with the button. There was no text at all. I had How no, we? no pussy. I had no push. Mm. I had nothing. I just I knew instinctively to push it if I wanted water to appear. I guess this guy just doesn't have your talents, Chris. Uh, you know, so he, he, look, he said it made him feel like a second-class citizen. He didn't like it. He, he said it should have had the prints, the, 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 both words printed there. And I tell you what, Canadians have a terrible time whenever they eat out. Excusez-moi, garçon. Yes, sir. Your restaurant menu is infringing my Canadian-French language rights. How so? Here, at the top, it says menu. Well, it is a menu. What's the problem? You only printed the word menu in English, not French. I'm pretty sure a menu is also the French word for a menu. Then you should have printed both words on the menu. What, like menu, menu? Absolutely. Okay, I'll look into that. I am not finished, monsieur. Look at the first section of your menu. Um, entrees? Exactement. Where is the French word for entrees? That is the French word for entrees. No, it is the English word. The French word is entrees. Listen, maybe you should go to the restaurant next door. I would, but their sign only says restaurant. They forgot to include the French word for restaurant. Oh my God, I'm getting deja vu. You should also use the French word for deja vu. Sorry, that was a faux pas. Radio Chaser. Triple M. The Queen has shut down Prince Andrew's 60th birthday here on Radio Chaser. We're going to talk about this. And I've got Lenny Kravitz tickets for the best call, by the way. I'm going to ask about birthday disasters. Have you had one gone wrong, like cancelled or no one turned up? You know, I have a fear of this. And for that reason, I generally never have birthdays because I'm just paranoid and self-conscious that no one will turn up. Mm. But I was was quite moved the other day. Did you see in the paper... Ever in America, this young kid who was like turning four or something, and he'd put out presents. Uh, sorry, he put out invites to all the all the kids at school to come, and it was so sad. No one turned up, and his mother oh. sort of sent put a photo of him on social media there alone at his birthday party, and the local fire brigade took so much pity on him that they all turned up to the party. Several houses burned because they because <laughs> of their fire commitments, because of their party commitments. But um, and then and then it sort of had an awful sort of bittersweet sting in the tail. That rather than everyone sort of feel sorry for this mm. kid, apparently everyone just started loading on him for being a loser. Of no one turning up to his oh. party, and he's like, "Well, all my friends are fiery." Yeah. Well, look, it's always my birthday is always a bit awkward for me. I used to love having twenty sixth of January birthday, public holiday, and fireworks and all that. But in recent years, wow. it's become a little awkward. Australia Day, you mentioned it. Oh. People get all fast. I'm wondering about moving the date of my birthday. Well, that's the th- I'm okay with Australia Day being the 26th of January. I'm not okay with Dom Knight's birthday being the yeah, 26th yeah, of look, January. It's, it's, so it's, 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 I think you need to move and then the rest of Australia will become less divided. <laughs> that's a good idea. One triple three five three. Uh, your birthday gone wrong. I remember a friend of ours back at, uh, you know, in early 20s booked a giant venue and I think three people turned up. I mean, that is a nightmare, isn't it, when that happens? That's not good. I mm. went to, remember that, I, I, I kind of miss... Kids' birthdays. Um, I, Prince Andrew obviously doesn't miss them. I think he throws them quite often. Oh, <laughs> allegedly, yeah, allegedly, allegedly. But, uh, oh, red card! <laughs> but you know, because I remember when you sort of your friend would book out the Pizza Hut or yeah. like Red Rooster, and you'd go and have oh. a kid's birthday. Oh, good! Yeah. I went to one at the Red Rooster. Oh, I won't name. <laughs> well, I think it's a bit late for that. Turkey, let's call it. We all had a great time. The minute we all got home, everyone had the most appalling, like, salmonella. Like, it was seriously, it was just kids throwing up everywhere. In my lolly bag, it was just full of vomit from the remnants of the lunch. Oh. So you, birthdays can go very, very wrong, yeah. especially yeah, when well, kids just, are just don't eat, don't eat at the red turkey. Well, yeah. <laughs> you weren't red, red, ready, I suppose. <laughs> no. One, triple, three, five, three, stories about birthdays gone wrong. I've got two tickets to Lenny Kravitz. He's playing Sydney in April. They could be yours. Chase, chase the lines open now.
Triple M, Radio Chaser. We're looking for stories about birthdays gone wrong, like, for instance, Prince Andrew, whose big gala 60th plans were somewhat ruined by, I don't know, the giant scandal he's currently involved in. What, what sort of plans did they have? Like, when, when you say Prince Andrew has had his birthday cancelled, mm. what, what really have in mind? Like a, Oh, a, probably some swan being disemboweled. Yeah. I don't know what they do for birthdays in the royals. A few horses over? Yeah. Yeah. They're still having a family dinner, so probably a couple of hundred people will still come. That, that's it. what I wondered. Like, is it yeah. just downgraded from 2,000 people and 4,000 swans being slaughtered down to a, an intimate party of 100 people? Well, he'd book Jeffrey Epstein's house and, you know. <laughs> uh, all right, 13353, when did your birthday end badly? And look, Lenny Kravitz tickets for the best story. By the way, Emily in Queens Valley, tell us about your birthday that went wrong. Well, my birthday went wrong because I was unfortunately born the same day as my dad. Oh, no. Yeah, not, not, tell not, us that fair. Not literally the same day. Like, your dad was being born when you were being born. <laughs> I wish. That would be funnier. My birthday went really wrong, too, you know? Oh, is this dad? This is the dad's? This is dad. Oh, so you both resent having to share the same birthday? Oh, you should, oh, you should live this nightmare. <laughs> but isn't mm. that great? You can just have a massive party that you share together? No. Oh, you do, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know what it's like to have my own birthday. How is that fair in 22 years? Have you not developed a sort of a, a rotational system where every other year it's the daughter's birthday, every other year it's the dad's birthday? You see, she's just dying, old man. <laughs> Die. Well, I think, Emily, if you move to the other side of the planet, maybe move to London, it won't no. be an issue. Oh, it'll still be an issue. You'll follow me. What, what do you do with presents? Do so you cancel each other out so you just agree to get nothing for anybody or do you sort of give to each other? Well, maybe, maybe, vodka. And maybe you could give me these tickets that can make up for his lack of presents. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, maybe see. you shouldn't be spending more time together. I'm not sure. Uh, let's go to Rachel in Gaimea. Rachel, uh, birthday disasters. Yeah. What was yours? Um, so when I was having my 18th birthday party, I invited a whole bunch of people over and one hour into the party, we had a blackout that lasted four hours. Ooh. So we had no power, no nothing, no music, but we could still drink. Oh. So it was, it so was a, right. a different kind of blackout followed, did it? <laughs> yeah. I reckon that'd kind of be cool. Like, because you go to so many birthdays that are unmemorable, mm. like where, where things go right. But people would still remember that party, wouldn't they, Rachel? Yeah, we still talk about it now, and I'm 21. There you go. So I, I said it my 21st. It's probably Hopefully no blackout this time. Well, I'm thinking it might be disappointing if there isn't a blackout. <laughs> yeah, it's your like, thing. <laughs> like people <laughs> might, because you can sort of get away with more when when there's no lights on, if you know what I mean. Like it's sort well, of you could, you know, just on the dance floor, you can pull some daggy moves that you might be embarrassed if they were under full light, but you don't need to worry about what you look like, what you're wearing. If you're wearing anything, it's just it's a free for all. Well, just go to the fuse box, Rachel, and just turn the power out. That'll be lovely. Uh, Meredith from Wollongong, memorable birthdays. What was yours? Um, for my twenty-first, I had to drive my then boyfriend to court in Newcastle. Oh, and we, we live in Wollongong, and um, then we had a car accident on the way home. Oh no. <laughs> Boy, that's a quite yeah. a lot to pack into one one birthday. Where, where did you fit the cake in amongst that stuff? <laughs> During the bail um, application. By the time I got home, I actually missed my birthday dinner. Oh, that's I'm not now, now. Without getting too involved in the details, what, what was he up for in court? Was it, was he, was it just a minor misdemeanor? Yeah, he um he tends to, he's very big and very loud, so people <laughs> tend to pick on him. 
Oh. Well, when they want to be macho, so they find the biggest man in the room and they try and have a go at him. I've heard you do that when you go to prison. Yeah, absolutely. does sound like a shitty birthday, doesn't it? Like, you know. Mm. It, it, was, it was lovely. Yeah. It, it's memorable. I reckon you're, That's true. You're, you're certainly a strong candidate at this stage. Oh, what do we think, Chris and Andrew? Who are you going to give the tickets to? They're the three options. We've got the, the father and daughter who share a birth date. Mm. Uh, I don't think that's much of a burden. That's, that's they not, seem to get on very well. The it, blackout as the well. The blackout, I reckon, is just fun. I, I, I'd love yeah. that. So, I, I no, I think Merida in Wollongong... Not just because she missed out on her birthday dinner, but on her birthday had to drive of all places to Newcastle oh, <laughs> to go birthday. to court oh, for her large, oversized boyfriend. She deserved <laughs> to go to Lenny Kravitz. Congratulations, Merida. You are heading to Lenny Kravitz live at Kudos Bank Arena Friday, 3rd of April. And those who weren't so lucky, you can get tickets to Ticketech.com today. Congrats. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited. Enjoy it's, the show. It's Triple Ma- M. Yes, now, Chris and Andrew, a bit of news from the banking world. It, it's not yes. easy running a bank in 2019. I mean, just because, just because Westpac has been accused of 23 million separate money laundering transactions, just because of that minor glitch, mm. the poor CEO, Brian Hartz, has got to step down, the chair's stepped down, and and the chair of the Risk Auditing Commission's right. uh, committee stepped down as well. I mean, there's hardly anyone left at Westpac. Those poor bankers... Admittedly, very big golden handshakes as they headed to the door, but still. Is the girl who smiles at you, you know, in the photos of the ATM, she's still on staff? No, she was the first to she go. She was the first to go. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It, I mean, it must be hard. Like, if you do run a terrorist organisation mm. or a pedophile sexuring, where where do you bank? Like, who? Like <laughs> presumably, you need to put your money somewhere. And, and I assume Westpac's not the only World Bank that does it, because all of these, all of these nefarious institutions, mm. whether it's terrorists or crime-related, mafia, sex rings, it's not all cash businesses. Well, they must be rolling their money through somewhere. Well, traditionally, you're Swiss banks, but I think uh, after 9-11, they've closed those loopholes. So great opportunity for Westpac to step up mm. into the global crime syndicate market. I mean, what a great way to break ahead of the big four. And isn't this a, isn't this a great feather in the cap of the Royal Commission? We had, Remember, we had a Royal Commission yeah. into our banking system where a lot of bad stuff came up. Mm. They seem to miss the whole, oh, we're bankrolling pedophiles side of the banking business. <laughs> yeah, and look, you can imagine it from Westpac's perspective. I mean, just one or two money laundering transactions go through, turn a blind eye, before you know it, there's been $23 million. <laughs> But the thing is, Westpac, uh, look, they're getting on board. Uh, this, this uh, you know, no publicity is bad publicity, and Westpac's new ads really, I think, take advantage of this scandal. Oh, kids, don't you bring that dirty money into this house. Do you need some cash laundered, rinsed or tumble dried? You bet. Westpac will launder your dodgy cash whiter than white. We're the specialists in money laundering with 23 million violations that penetrate deep into the fabric of your money. I used to use Omo for money laundering and I kept getting arrested. With Westpac, I'm free and my wads of cash are so soft against my skin. At Westpac, we'll wash, dry and iron your dubious banknotes in a jiffy. Westpac is aware that money laundering is illegal, but even with 23 million violations, we'll just get some trivial fine like CBA did. This is Radio Chaser on Sydney's 104.9 Triple M. Now, look, I'm, I'm Christmas shopping already for my for my daughter. Are you that uh, guy? You've got to get... Yeah, well, I am that guy. Well, you kind of got to when you've got a kid. You've got to get in early, don't you? 
But it's a bit alarming, this whole Christmas shopping for kids nowadays. It's all, it's all changed, apparently, because nowadays the problem with toys, at least according to the news, <laughs> is that they can be hacked. They oh. can all be hacked into toys nowadays. Like This wasn't a thing. You know, when we grew up, my Smurfs... <laughs> Never got hacked Are you uh, sure? by, by any Russians, and uh, you know that my, we my... know of. Gargamel was well, <laughs> very a very nefarious character. Like, do you know what your Smurfs got up to at night when you were sleeping? How do we uh, know the Russians not. didn't like n- manipulate them into unusual positions? Look, maybe <laughs> so. They may have been interfering with with the, uh, the Australian electoral process. My Smurfs, even through, via <laughs> Russian agents, I don't know. Actually, yeah, to be to be fair, but today the thing about today is like. Um, According to this um, this advice, though, the problem with today's toys is they're all kind of wireless. This is oh. why. You know, they've all got this kind of high-tech thing. So there's a list, um, actually, the telly, well, I think we should just chat about this list in the telly, but the risky toys okay. to watch out for. Um, smart toys, you've got to be careful, it says. So anything like uh, a smart teddy bear, apparently that exists. What's that, and a even, teddy who wears glasses? What? what, what, uh, what? <laughs> No, he's an internet-connected teddy bear. Chris. Well, what does he do, no. though? What, what's smart well, about well, it? I guess he Googles things about stuffing and fluff and picnics. I right. don't know. Um, there's also, apparently, there's an internet-enabled Barbie doll. Oh, gosh. She can get, <laughs> what have you been doing, she, Ken? Yeah, I don't know. Why does she need to be on the on the internet? I suppose she takes selfies, does she, and mm. puts them on Instagram? Instagram. Well, I'm torn by this news, actually, Andrew, because, I mean, as a parent with a one-year-old myself, I'm very upset at the thought of any, you know, Russian hackers or whatever getting in. But, of course, I want to completely surveil and violate my child's privacy every 24-7. So I've got cameras everywhere for me, (laughs) but I don't want the hackers to get into them. Isn't it interesting? Because, you know, like you always hear those urban myths, which I increasingly believe aren't exactly an urban myth, that things like Google Home and Alexa can actually listen in on your household. Yeah, they totally do. Right. Mm. Yeah. So Mm. is this just now, like, Mattel, the company that produces Barbie, they literally, they've got Barbie dolls that can listen in on your kid or, or you. Is this what's yeah. going on, potentially? I think it is, Tyler. Yeah, I think, I think every Cabbage Patch doll in the country is listening in to find out, to find any, out your habits. Are there any objects that aren't listening in on us right now? So, you no, know, can, can we buy well, books for our kids anymore or even books listening in on us? I think they are, according to this list. Like, it's, it's, it's got you know, robotic toys, uh, pets you've got to be careful of, um, you know, little uh, fluffy, uh, oh, you know, uh, drones that kids can have, like flying helicopter things. Look, They're all listening in. Um, <laughs> the <don't>... one thing... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the one thing you've got to be particularly careful of that apparently is internet-enabled, though, if you're going to give one to your kid, a computer. Triple M, Radio Chaser. Cat's pyjamas or cat's piss? Now, Chris, Taylor and Dominic Knight, what do you make of these stories? Are they good, cat's pyjamas? Or are they bad cat's piss? Now, a, uh, a Coles worker who's in the news uh, got in a bit of trouble, was discovering stealing uh, a couple of things, stole some dog biscuits and some chockies, uh, and they were worth $13,000. So quite a lot of dog biscuits and, and maybe a few <laughs> chockies. I, I guess my question to you is, you know, if you were going to steal $13,000 worth of stuff from a supermarket, um, is that a, a good choice of things to, to, to steal? 
Well, it, it kind of depends on what, what sort of party he's throwing. Like, I assume <laughs> he's, he's catering for some kind of weird dog-human dinner party. <laughs> like, and his, his job was to bring the petit fours. So he's gone, well, chockies for the humans, bickies for the dogs. I, I generally, I think this is cat's pyjamas. I know mm. Coles weren't the ones who got in trouble with wage theft recently, but mm. I assume they're all in on it. So if the, your employer... Well, hang oh, on, hang card, on. Triple M Management assures you that whatever opinion you just heard about a valued sponsor is not at all that person's <laughs> opinion or the opinion of anyone who works at Triple M. I know, cat's piss, not just because they're a valued sponsor, but also no. why would you bother lifting 13 grand worth of, of dog biscuits and chocolates? That is one... Prime little shop piece is worth more than that. <laughs> it is. Too, oh yes. well, do you, do they do the little plastic? Do you think he got the little shop biscuits? Can he you get little grand plastic worth dog that. biscuits?